hi and howdy. It's time for the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're chowing down on Oklahoma's state vegetable with the folks from the Rush Springs Watermelon Festival. But first, our entirely too topical question of the week, we asked you, what is the most magical travel experience you've had in Oklahoma? First up this week is Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. It's too many to count. It's a really good question, but there's too many of them to count. Um, but I did come up with one, and it's so esoteric, so sorry, listeners. Uh, if you're looking to replicate this moment, I'm not sure how how to do it. But um, we went to the Panhandle with some friends in 2008, and uh, I will never forget this moment. We put on uh, the Flaming Lips at War with the Mystics in the car, and there's a song sequence there. It's like songs three to five. And I don't know why, like, have you ever just had that experience where, like, the music you're playing and the landscape you're driving past are so perfectly matched that it feels it's weird and beautiful? Mm-hmm. It was just one of those moments. Like, that song, The Sound of Failure, on that record is just, it looks, it sounds to me like what the panhandle looks like. Hmm. It's just sparse and... I don't know. It's beautiful, and it, I don't know. Next time you're driving through the pan, it'll put on songs three through five of At War with the Mystics by the Flaming Lips, and maybe you two will have a magical travel experience. But that's – I've had a lot of magical travel experiences in this state. It's literally our job to go have them. Yep. That, that, that was before I even worked here, and it's, it still stands out. So All right. It's super weird. Uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, I remember one of the first times, like, my friends and I were allowed to just go driving into Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. It was night. We, I think we went to see Stargate. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and for whatever reason on the radio, I like the nightlife baby came on and it was like, hey, this. Uh, all right. We're okay. here. Yeah, that this, works. This all works. Yeah. Uh, managing editor Carly Ibarra. Um, I would have to say going to the Uchi Butterfly Farm near Bixby and standing in a room where butterflies were just like flapping around me. Like at one point I felt one like just the, the wind of its wings like moving past my face. And that was like that was a pretty amazing experience. And they don't. You can't just show up randomly. It's not like a public thing, but you can call and get a tour. So you can actually have this experience, too. So it's awesome. Yeah. All right. Photo editor, Megan Rossman. Oh, there are so many. Um, the Endangered Ark in Hugo. So glad you said that because I almost did. Was yeah. pretty amazing. I went there with Nathan and Lori, and at one point it was just like, oh, there's this elephant is pushing against me to get past me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that is probably not something that's ever going to happen to me again. We got um, to give an elephant a bath yeah, that day. That was pretty cool. And it also produced one of my favorite pictures of myself ever. Um and also, I have to say, uh, Quartz Mountain. Like, mm. the first time I went to Quartz Mountain, just how many stars you could see and how there's just, like, no sound. It's just so isolated and just sort of beautiful and this stark semi-desert. I mean, I don't think it is semi-desert, but, you know, it's yeah. very, it's pretty arid out yeah, there. It's scrubby. So yeah. it's really, it's a really beautiful place to go see the stars. Um and just chill out for a few days. It's a I'm really good answer. October. Yeah, that'll yeah. be a perfect time to yeah. go. It's a really good answer. Uh, and anybody who's interested in the Endangered Ark Foundation should absolutely listen to next week's podcast yes. as well because uh, we'll be having them on as our okay. guest. So, uh, research there, Ben Lucian. I'm going to have to go with an experience I had just recently, which was uh, out at Woody Fest. <laughs> so, if, you're, if you've ever been out there to the pastures of plenty, it doesn't sound like if I just describe it in like <laughs> yeah. the raw like what it is, which is just a flat uh, field of grass. Um, like that doesn't with a stage that doesn't sound uh, too like extravagant. But 
God, there's some sort of magic about... Um, it was all after 8 p.m. You know, the sun was going down. There, there was a beautiful breeze, even though it's been ridiculously hot recently. And the sky just kind of sort of, like, bends over you. Like, you can just see forever. It, it Truly magical. Yeah. Yeah. And then that This Land Is Your Land sing-along always gets me. I always cry during that every single time because I'm a marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mine is also mine. Like yours was in the Panhandle. Uh, is this was before um, I was freelancing for you guys before mm. I started here full time, and that was uh, out in Kenton at Camp Billy Joe during the Oki Tech Star Party, which also a future episode of this podcast. Yep. Stay tuned. Much yeah. like much like Megan, uh, I, I the the entire point of the Oki Tech Star Party is to be looking at the stars, and it's there's no light pollution around there. It is so dark, and it it really like when. I, I didn't understand, you know, I just didn't get, why is it called the Milky Way? And then you're, you're laying out there just, I mean, not even with a telescope, just laying on the grass, looking up at the sky. And it really does. It looks like someone has spilled a glass of milk mm-hmm. across the sky and just stained part of it, you know, this lighter white. It, it's amazing. Uh, and, and a really an experience I would uh, recommend for anybody. Hmm. Um, what did our, what did <clears throat> other, what did people say? I'm, I'm, I love this question, by the way. I think this is one of the best ones we've ever had. I can't wait to hear what people said. Uh, Let's see. Um, the folks at Blaze Trail Run said, coincidentally, running trails at Lake Murray State Park mm. and watching my daughter graduate from Oklahoma State University. Oh, that's so cool. um, Diane Foster Carpenter said Black Mesa, another uh, another Black Mesa fan. Uh, Andrea Walker-Rudy said eating uh, Chickasaw native food at the Chickasaw Cultural Center and Can touring I the exhibits. take a moment and just say thank you to Andrea Walker-Rudy, who answers every week? Almost. I appreciate almost every it week, so yeah. much. Yeah, thank you, Andrea. Yes. That's awesome of you. Hope um, you're listening. Wait, and, and I want to, you know, a lot of our readers yeah. uh, come just, back. I've heard a name. I oh yeah, sure. Yeah, so, um, uh, Mary said the Talamina Drive in the fall, crisp mm. air, bright autumn-colored leaves on yeah. the trees, and crunching under our feet, gold orange views that mm. go on forever. Uh, our our former research editor Kashia McCown uh, uh, jumped Kashia. in and said the overnight stay in the roasted marshmallow cabin in Hochitown. She had a great time. They loved having her there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie, the bottom of the waterfall at Natural Falls State Park. Mm. Uh, Mary Saunders said. Beaver's Bend's uh, September 2015 camping, or so many times in Wichita Mountain seeking, uh, seeing bison on the trails, okay. digging for crystals at the salt flats, hiking Black Mesa with my husband in June 2016, and it wasn't hot. Uh, I just love this state. Hmm. Um, man, uh, yeah, so That's many. Awesome. Let's see. Uh, Phyllis Rhodes, traveling over any part of this great state is magical. Uh, Rita Larson Hess, flying into Enid with my mom after a great trip to Marco Island, Florida. My dad picked us up at Woodring Airport, and we went to Hojo's to eat. Those were the days. Wow. Uh, Howard White, and this I can't agree with more, uh, the Gilcrease Museum in Tulsa is a national treasure. It is. It absolutely is. Well, not at the moment because it's closed. Well. But it'll be back soon. <laughs> when it reopens. When it reopens. Uh, it, it remains a treasure, but, but a buried treasure yes, at the moment. A buried treasure at the moment, but we can't wait for it to reopen a new building. Um, uh, Marvin P. James, every second I've been in Oklahoma has been magical. Every footstep is a walk in history. Every sight is eye candy. You may get the idea. I love Oklahoma. Oklahoma, and hmm. thank you for sharing your beautiful state. Love that. Uh, and then uh, uh, Kay Davidson finally said the Selman Batwatch Cave, hmm. uh, a float trip at Beaver's Bend in very early morning and viewing planets through a huge telescope at Salt Plains State Park. So Good uh, answers, everybody. Lots and lots yeah. of stuff for our nature lovers. Uh, and uh, speaking of uh, loving all things natural, let's talk about our, our state vegetable, <laughs> the watermelon, the watermelon. <laughs> uh, uh, with some folks from the Rush Springs Watermelon Festival. 
And now we are very happy to welcome in uh, some folks who want to talk about a delicious festival coming to Oklahoma uh, once again this year, the Rush Springs Watermelon Festival. And we have the uh, chairman of the festival, Mary Hill, and Miss uh, and the uh, Rush Springs Watermelon Queen 2022, Taylor Abbott. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Um, so uh, how many years has Rush Springs been doing the Watermelon Festival? This is the 77th annual Watermelon Festival that we are having here in 2022. And it has been held consecutively every year since uh, 1940, with the exception of uh, a world war and a pandemic. <laughs> well, those things will interrupt uh, events. That, that, that's true. <laughs> I don't think anybody blames you if you can't uh, uh, have a watermelon festival in the middle of a war. So uh, right, exactly. Uh, one thing uh, that uh, it, while I was doing a little bit of research for this, um, the thing that obviously always comes up when you talk about watermelons in Oklahoma is that it's our state vegetable, uh, which I think a lot of Oklahomans would be kind of surprised to hear. Well, um, that is true. And it was named the state vegetable um, several years back. And actually, um, a local uh, gentleman from Rush Springs, Joe Dorman. Yeah. And he was actually um, uh, in the, uh, he was one of our representatives, excuse me. And um, he actually had the Rush Springs watermelon name, or not the Rush Springs watermelon, but a watermelon named as the state vegetable. Yeah. Well, and it is technically a gourd. Um, I mean, the same way that a tomato is a fruit, uh, you know, a watermelon's a vegetable. Um, and I definitely understand uh, Rush Springs being uh, the, the watermelon capital of the state, wanting to uh, push that uh, into uh, <laughs> uh, kind of codify that into the state. Absolutely. Well, uh, so tell me a little bit about what folks uh, who haven't been to the festival can uh, can expect. Taylor, do you want to take that one? Yeah, so I think um, something that people can expect is just like lots, obviously, of watermelon, um, vendors, there's carnival, and then we have like a pavilion where we host like live music. Um, it's where my official crowning's done. And so um, it's very open, but it's also um, kind of structured along with events and seed spinning contests and things like that. <laughs> I, that's a discussion I have with my mom all the time. How do you guys eat your watermelons? I like salt on my watermelon. Okay. I, I'm a salter and we do serve watermelon all day long uh, during the water, the, during the day on the 13th, we'll serve watermelon all day long by the slice. It can be purchased um, up until four o'clock. And at that time it becomes free. So needless to say, we go through a lot of salt, a lot of paper towels and a lot of watermelon. <laughs> uh, I, I would imagine that the uh, that the bathrooms get pretty busy when uh, parents need to clean all their kids sticky faces off. There's, you know, a lot of them, I think, probably go down to the spring and just wash their face, <laughs> which we you know, we do have a just a free running spring that's right here in the middle of the park. And it's. It is a, a great attraction um, just because the water's cool, it's fresh, and they can get a drink and just cool off for a minute. So uh, are there any other uh, watermelon themed uh, um, happenings during the festival? 
Well, everything seems to center around the, you know, the watermelon um, this time for, you know, for this event. Um, we do, uh, everything is, there. there's watermelon crafts, there are watermelon slushes, mm. um, anything that can have watermelon. The, the exhibit building though is the biggest attraction. Um, that's where um, our prize melons are held. We have a contest and our local farmers bring in their watermelons for competition. Um, we have a contest for the largest watermelon. And then also we have a grand champion watermelon. We have um, different varieties. You know, we have class winners and their place. And then we go on and we auction those prize melons off just before the free feed um, at 3.30 in the afternoon. And that way we can auction off those and just really showcase them. Uh, the largest percentage of that money goes back to the actual growers and the farmers. So that that's a huge thing. And um, but we have people that walk through that McAdoo ex melon exhibit building all day long <laughs> from the time those melons are judged, because it's just super cool for people to see, you know, a watermelon that weighs 214 pounds. And um, it, it's a lot of fun. Man, I wish I could get down to that watermelon's weight. That'd be so nice. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and really, the Watermelon Festival began as a way to showcase those local growers and, and to, uh, and to um, support the, the local agriculture industry. Is that right? The Watermelon Festival originally began kind of just as a celebration of the, you know, ending of harvest, mm. you know, of the, of the melon harvest, because, um, you know, back in the 40s, they, you know, they um, packed watermelons on train cars mm -hmm. and hauled them out of here. You know, we're talking, you know, the streets were lined, they, they were backed up. So originally it was started, you know, as a, just a celebration of completion of harvest. So, you know, and that's kind of how um, Rush Springs became, you know, famous as far as watermelons. And um, so from there, you know, the, the watermelon festival began and it grew and it's just turned in obviously to a very unique and special annual event um, that does, it just celebrates what Rush Springs is, the tra tradition that we have in Rush Springs and um, just what we have to offer as a small town, as a rural community, because we go from a community of 1500, um, just, you know, slow paced, nice and quiet to, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30,000 30, people in a day. Yeah. Well, and uh, with the weather the way it has been, I can't imagine there's a lot of people who don't want to go face first into some watermelon right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Taylor, tell me a little bit about uh, becoming the, the watermelon queen. What uh, what are your duties? So as the watermelon queen, I attend other festivals, parades, um, local events and then events that are not so local, um, promoting our festival and inviting others like to come and join us just for a day um, to enjoy like each other. Um, celebrating still like the end of harvest and then just um, to eat some watermelon. Yeah. Well, so tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, 
Mary, you mentioned Rush Springs and kind of that small town feel. What is it? Uh, what is it like? What do, What do you? Um, I guess how would you recommend Rush Springs to uh, to someone who's never been? What 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 makes it other than watermelon? What makes it such a great place to be? Well, I'm going to ask Taylor to answer that question okay. simply because um, when she gave her speech when she was uh, in route to becoming Watermelon Queen and was voted in, she gave a fantastic speech that talked about the magic of our small town. I hate to put her on the spot like that, but <laughs> I um, think that Taylor can just uh, do a tremendous job answering that question. Well, I don't mind putting you on the spot. So Taylor, take it away. Um, I just think like, what makes our like what makes our town a place that people want to be is just genuinely the magic that comes from it just from um the atmosphere to the people like people are always there for you no matter what like um and it comes to show a lot when it comes to watermelon fields and i think that's why our festival is so important is because you have an opportunity to see how much these people care for you and would take care of you because they, you do need help in the fields and people are there at the drop of a hat to help each other. And I think just like the magic of what we've created as a community of just like unity and um, just the fact that this day we're going to celebrate what we do every single day of the year here in Rush Springs, but share it with everyone and just allowing everyone to see like, these are our people um, we just want to celebrate, have a good time, and really just show what we're about. And that's helping others and really just inviting others. Like, I think our town is so inviting. And so um, letting 30,000, 40,000 people come and just having good hospitality is what we love to do. And so we get to do that to everyone else. That's wonderful. That well, is good. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, uh, folks, if you haven't yet been, uh, you really need to get out. The, the Rush Springs Watermelon Festival is one of the uh, Oklahoma's kind of premier festivals. Uh, I think uh, it's one that that uh, a lot of people look forward to every year. Um, and it is coming up. It's August 13th mm -hmm. um, in uh, in Rush Springs. It's a it's a free event uh, to, to go in. You may have to you'll, you might end up paying for some watermelon there uh, if you can't wait till four o'clock. And honestly, who can uh, when there's watermelon to be eaten? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who can who can wait. Um, hey, Greg, yes, we have live we have live entertainment all day long, which it's great entertainment um, on, on the pavilion on stage, as Taylor mentioned before. We have a tiny talk contest where we name little Mr. and Miss Rush Springs for the year, which is entertainment in itself. When yeah. you talk about anywhere ages from three to six years old, we have a car show and then we just have a tremendous arts and crafts show. We have great food booths that are by um, our local youth organizations and school organizations. It's a big fundraiser for them. And as, you know, as Taylor mentioned earlier, you know, that's just a great way, again, for us to show our hospitality. And, and we just really pride ourselves on trying to keep it unique and special and um, just very inviting. Well, uh, you know, this is, uh, once again, this is kind of one of the uh, premier events in the, uh, in the state 
Um, and if you uh, if you want to know a little bit more information, you can head to facebook.com slash Rush Springs Watermelon Festival. Uh, and that's going to get you uh, a lot more info about some of the happenings uh, there. But uh, absolutely put this on your calendars, folks. You're going to want to go. Mary, Taylor, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And uh, and letting everybody know uh, why they need to put Rush Springs on their itinerary this August. Absolutely. Thank you, Greg. Thank yes, you. thank you. I once read a, a book um, that was like a collection of travel articles from the early 20th century, you know, kind of the beginning of the era, of the, immediately post-World War II, beginning mm-hmm. of the era of the automobile. And there was a story in there about the Rush Springs Watermelon Festival from like the late 40s. Hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and, and uh, you know, talking to them, it really came through exactly how much it's a community thing mm-hmm. and it's and you know as, as you as you heard if if someone needs help picking watermelons the, <laughs> everybody comes together you know it's like it's like hey my harvest is today your harvest is tomorrow everybody pitches in um, awesome. all right it's now time for us to once again plumb the depth of travelok.com's calendar for our weekly pod events and first up this week is Carly I have a couple questions for y'all what about the one heart, one heart? What about people? Let's get together and feel all right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So let's start at Bricktown Reggae Fest, July 29th and 30th. For two days straight, visitors can temporarily escape to the islands, at least in spirit, by listening to bands like Watusi, The Stylies, and One Love Uprising and The Suspects, dining on delicious Caribbean food, and sipping ice-cold beer. Admission is free! So call 405-236-4143 for more information. That sounds fun. Yeah. I, I love reggae music so much. At some point, I don't know why they don't get two loves. That's a good, that's a good question. That's a, they, <laughs> they, they deserve they, all they the They loves. deserve all of they them. They need a glow up into the second love. But <laughs> oh. one love, it's a great, it's a, the, and Caribbean food. Yeah. So good. Uh-huh. So good. Uh, next up is, uh, is Ben Lucian. <laughs> Pawnee Bill and the cast of talented performers in his famous Pawnee Bill Wild West show were masters of roping, riding, steer wrestling, and much more in the pre-statehood era. Me, I am not famous, nor skilled in any of these areas. Years from now, when they do the Ben Memorial Rodeo, it'll feature <laughs> events like fact-checking, chicken sandwich eating, and highfalutin' music snobbery. <laughs> this is why I am glad Pawnee Bill had yet another passion, letting a paid audience watch him do far more interesting things. <laughs> With that in mind, the Pawnee Bill Memorial Rodeo this Thursday and Friday at Lakeside Arena in Pawnee is the ideal tribute to the legendary showman. Sure, the IRPA-sanctioned event features your standard events like bareback bronc riding, bull riding, and yes, more steer wrestling, but it wouldn't be a Pawnee Bill event without some more extravagant offerings. Crowd favorite draws include wild cow milkin', mutton bustin', and the wild horse race. It's all capped off Saturday afternoon in downtown Pawnee with the the community burger feed. Finally, my time to shine. (laughs) The Pawnee Bill Rodeo is part of Western Heritage Week in Pawnee, so there's no better time to finally schedule your visit to the Pawnee Bill Ranch historic site and museum. And then... And learn more about the man behind the legend. 
To learn more about the Memorial Rodeo and find a full schedule of events, visit facebook.com slash Rodeo or call 918-399-3413. That sounds fun. It's rodeo season. Did you say wild cow milking? Yes. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. I, I got to I just, you're dedication to dropping every G in that write was I did truly that. wonderful. It's very, very Oklahoma. <laughs> very Oklahoma of you. That was nice. Uh, all right, Nate, um, what's your event? Uh, this is a good one. This past spring, I had the distinct pleasure of spending a couple days exploring the town of Miami, Oklahoma, spelled like Miami, for those of you who don't know, uh, which uh, Miami has one of my favorite downtowns as far as downtowns go. Uh, there are dozens of murals by very cool artists, loads of adorable shops and really delicious restaurants, and a super amazing little old-school pharmacy slash department store that I just kind of fell in love with. Also, they have Wayland's Cuckoo Burger, which... Delicious. Um, you can read the efforts of my exploration, by the way, on our website and in our May-June issue, which uh, I hope you have. Uh, anyway, if you're hurting for a small-town feel, and who isn't from time to time, you'll want to head to Miami for the Route 66 Heritage Festival. If you're coming from the Northeast, Miami is your first stop in Oklahoma on Route 66, and they're celebrating this ambassador status with two days of live music, food trucks, market plate ven- marketplace vendors, and a car and truck show to name just a few of the many reasons this event merits your attendance. Kids will love the magic show and cornhole tournaments, while adults will definitely want to check out the beer garden. And don't skip out on a tour of the historic Coleman Theater. It's super cool. So for more information, call 918-542-4435 or go to visitmiamaok.com. You know, it's uh, not just a tour of the Coleman Theater. On Saturday at 1 o'clock, they'll be showing the Pixar classic Cars. Did you just visit my event? (laughs) 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 That sounds like fun. That's a perfect movie to show for that. It really is. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's going to be a fun deal. It's going to be a fun deal. Uh, All right, Megan, what's your event this week? Um, All right. I think it's fair to say that most adults are not jonesing to go to children's birthday parties unless maybe they're paid performers or dropping off a bounce castle for the afternoon. But when the toddler in question is an elephant, he's a little bit more intriguing than your garden variety human toddler, and people will even pay to come to see him. On July 30th, Cameron Lee, the Asian elephant, will be turning two, and you can buy a ticket to his birthday bash at Endangered Ark and Hugo. According to his caretakers, Cameron trumpets when he sees the vegetable and fruit truck coming and is just like any obnoxious toddler, but unlike the Bradens and Bellas of the human realm, Cameron weighs more than a thousand pounds and can crush a watermelon with his bare feet. Cameron and his guests will eat cake, make crafts, and play games at the party. So come on down and celebrate this young pachyderm. Also, I just want to mention that Endangered Ark is a nonprofit entity that houses and cares for retired circus elephants and their young, and they will soon be having a fundraiser to raise money for a tractor hay grinder because they're currently grinding all the hay for their elephants by hand. Also, the cost of hay has gone way, way up, so any donations would probably be greatly appreciated by the organization. For more information, visit endangeredarkfoundation.org or call 918-718-1320. And yes, we're going to have we'll them on them our next, next podcast. I, know. That, I mean, you don't talk about a magical travel experience. I like that moment when you and Lori and I were there and they took us down. It was like that scene out of Jurassic Park with the Triceratops. It, it was exactly yeah, it, like yeah. that scene. Like all of a sudden they came just from like the trees, tall grass and trees. And then here's this animal. Like it was just a really. Cool oh, see, thing. I was thinking the T Rex. Well, oh, it was yeah. it was much less frightening. Yeah, than although the there T-Rex. were a couple times when that mama Scene. elephant got a little scary. Remember, like we got the baby came over to us and she started going like. Oh, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, they were like, "Don't move." 
Yeah. Anyway, but it was fine. We were never in danger. It was just yeah, the, yeah, no. yeah. And when the general public goes, you're they're yeah, a little more separated. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that this was, was for photography purposes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. we, we got to there, walk so. among the elephants. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, as the only parent in the room, I gotta say I'm a little offended that you don't think my kids can smash a watermelon with their bare feet. <laughs> I was gonna say my five year old niece definitely can. I mean, well, I I wanted to use a different comparison, <laughs> but I was thinking like they could crush a man, but I didn't want to like. <laughs> Invoke, you know, Again, fear. Yeah. I have, have I've wrestled with my kids. You haven't. Yeah. They can crush a man with their bare feet. Well, I've only known kids that could crush a man. Maybe emotionally. you should start selling tickets to their birthday party. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, funny you say that. Here's my event. My daughter turned no. Um, <laughs> while researching my event, I discovered that I might be a weeb. Apparently, that's a not particularly complimentary term for someone who is so obsessed with Japanese culture that they wish they were actually Japanese. Well, I cannot deny that I read a lot of manga and watch a lot of anime and eat a lot of sushi and ramen, so if that makes me a weeb, then a weeb I'll be. But a familiarity or affinity for Japanese culture is not required, but will be quite welcome at Tokyo and Tulsa Worlds Collide, the Japanese and pop culture convention happening this week at the Hyatt Regency Tulsa downtown. Come meet your favorite anime voice actors take part in the charity ball the theme is magical girls versus the horde of the undead so it's gonna be fun Uh, you can stare in amazement at all the cosplay play board games attend a Pokemon panel boogie down at a dance party and so much more July 29th through the 31st tickets are uh, 20 to 70 dollars based on what you want to do and how many days you would like to attend you can visit Tokyo and Tulsa.com for all the nitty-gritty details and uh, the sound of watermelon seed hitting the pavement means that this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. Join us again next week, or if you just can't get enough, head over to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send feedback to OKTPod at travelok.com, and we will talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye. Is it Adorable Girl versus Army of the Undead season already? Magical Girl. Feel Magical Girl <laughs> versus Undead Ar- Army season already? Yeah. See, I screwed that joke up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Bye. <laughs> Subscribe.